Hello, hello, hello. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. How's it going? Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. It's going good, man. This All right. Is, this is Riley. I think people know that by now. I don't know. I hope so. I wonder if people think that our voices sound similar. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, usually when I listen to podcasts that are hosted by two people, I can always tell who's who. I yeah. wonder if people can tell that for us. I hope so. I hope so, too. There was a dude at a venue who thought we were brothers, remember? No. Yeah. You were playing. It was in Bay I'm City. I'm okay with that. Anyways, to the point. To the point, we have a very special guest today. We have Grammy-nominated producer. He's an illustrious songwriter, and he is my roommate. Big Papa himself. Michael Finney Crush. Crush. I'm assuming you're going to throw in a sound effect of a crowd cheering right here. Probably. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Crickets. Maybe some booze. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> Dude, how does it feel to be on the podcast? Oh man, it's it's kind of surreal. I'm a long time listener, first time fan. So <laughs> yeah. This is really great. What are you drinking over there? Oh, I am drinking some herbal tea. Nice. Where'd where'd you buy the tea from? Oh man, this tea's been in the back of our cupboard for probably two years now. Right, Aid? Uh, it was probably CVS. <laughs> I think we killed a tree buying this tea. So is it? It's eleven thirty p.m. Yeah. It's eleven thirty p.m. What, what do you, you got? I've got a Jack and Coke. Oh. Oh wow! Yeah, it's gonna be a little different than what you guys are drinking because you got what do you got over there? I have a Camelback bottle of water, water. that had okay. one ice cube in it and it melted. All right, I missed the memo of like drinking water and tea. Yeah, so did Riley for the last like five hours. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fair point. Right. <laughs> so I have some questions for Crush Michael Finney. Um, just so you guys know, he was here. For most of um, the writing process for Cherry, he was very involved. Yes, he was. Um, he major help. And then he came to the studio with us for a while. Uh, he did a lot of the extra production details and just like in-studio producing um, along with Seth and Derek. So He's a legend on the keys. He is a legend. He played anything that you hear on the, on the album that's piano, he played. Um, a lot of like the special extra little things that you hear were him um any of the synth the organ all that stuff he put together so you guys get to hear from him a little bit um as well as um he did write running out so we've talked about that before in other podcasts i'm not sure if it was on this podcast or just other ones that we were guests on but um i yeah. think we talked about it a little bit on this one Maybe. but but definitely on on a few other ones yeah so so mike what is your experience just your memory of the experience of the songwriting and everything oh man uh so it was the middle of june in 2018 yep when i came home from work and you <laughs> said yo we just heard from seth and we have the studio booked the end of january yeah and it was just like the most exciting moment because you happened to that day start writing what became the first demo mm-hmm that no one has ever heard. Nobody has ever heard because More it than didn't nothing. make the album. Yeah. It's yeah. a great song, though. Oh, it's wonderful. We might still use it someday. Uh, Are we going to play any of it? I'll put a little bit of that song in right oh, here. Oh, good. Right here. Boom. Bulletproof for freedom. 
Okay, so now you've heard that. Uh, I think the the next one that we officially started was Talk Me Down. Oh, yeah? And uh, Yeah, it was. That was Wilson and I sitting in the living room uh, trying to come up with some ideas. There was a random melody that we were throwing around, and then Wilson looks at me and goes, what if the lyrics were not not this, but something like this? Like, I want you to lie to me. We were like, yeah, that's a great concept, but no, it's not going to work for the song. Yeah. And uh, sure enough. And we sat there trying to think of other things that it could be instead of that. And then we were like, wait, I think that's actually the best option. Yeah. So we wrote like a part of that song and then part of another song, Straight Line. Yep. Nobody's ever heard. Nobody's ever heard. And they they won't right here. They probably won't hear that. No. No. I'm okay with that song. It's an okay (laughs) song. It's just not really our vibe. It's just not. Maybe one day, like maybe, maybe day. a piece of it one yeah. day, but probably not. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, wow. I forgot that talk me down was number two. Yeah. Just, it, yeah. And that was doesn't feel an like interesting that. song to hear. I mean, style wise that like hearing that demo after yeah. you guys bounced it down and sent it to us and it was just something, <laughs> it was very unexpected. So the, yeah, the demo of talk me down is not. The same as the actual song of Talk Me Down. No, but it's like, it's it's because the, the production quality that we made on the demo obviously can't compare to what we did in the studio, but yeah. like a lot of the elements are, are there of the, of the song. I think that you should put in some of the little um, production elements that you came up with, like uh, all of the acapella part of Talk Me Down that's on the album came from you... Well, okay, Just doing the, hold on. You, you talk and you talk me But down. you went into the vocal booth and, and you just did recorded like, all those parts like back to back to back. And just ripped off like 10 takes. Yeah. And just, he's like, oh, I should add this. And then, oh, I think we need this little one here. And so that was not me. That was, that was me. I didn't <laughs> you have were anything the to do with that. Yeah. Okay. You need to throw out that slice of humble pie, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But and, like that's, I think Talk Me Down is a good example for, I don't know if we have anybody who listens to this that is a songwriter or ever wants to write songs but talk me down is an example of something where it's like okay if you come up with an idea don't necessarily think that you have to change it to make it better because like we tried and then yeah. the best thing was what we originally came up with yeah we spent i mean we told we spent like a half a day on the verses yeah and created this whole different thing yeah and then never used any of it <laughs> sometimes the first thing you come up with yeah. is the best and don't be afraid to do something that's like a little bit different for you yeah because that song definitely stands out differently on the album oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the first verse of talk me down on the demo got completely scrapped in the studio oh yeah and well, you you it recorded the bridge exactly we came back to it somehow and that became the bridge of talk me down yeah <laughs> i i don't know how that happened but I love it. Never get rid of anything in a song yeah. is what we're saying. Aspiring songwriters, just <laughs> never say no. You never know when you can use something. Yeah. So what was after that, Crush? Uh, after that was a song aptly named Ghost that mm-hmm. I was surprised didn't make it. But once we got to December, I mean, you yeah. guys had 19 demos and there were definitely 10 better songs. Yeah, but when we first had Ghost, I I was like this is the best song that we're going to ever write. (laughs) There were were three moments that I think that at least you and I agreed, like this is definitely going on the album. And it was Waterfall, uh, Undone, Mm. and Ghost. Yep. Two of them (laughs) made it. We got two out of three. I really liked Ghost. Yeah. And still do. I still do. It jams pretty hard. And then there was a weekend that 
you started throwing around the idea for anti-ghost and Riley was playing this riff on the guitar over and over and over and mm-hmm. kind of started writing the antithesis of ghost. Yep, which we just recorded mm-hmm. and is coming soon. Yeah, it is. Um, but it, it's not going to be called that same thing. It's no. not going to be called anti-ghost anymore. <laughs> so, but we but we did end up recording that one. It's cool. It's going to be, I'm excited for that. And do you remember when we, I think, Crush, you came downstairs when we were making, like, the random beat? (laughs) So, (laughs) Wilson and I were just experimenting with the song. Like, what can we add to try and make this cool so that it'll make the album? (laughs) Or just (laughs) what about this? So we have, I'm looking at it right now, because we're in Wilson's basement. We had this air mattress out. Wilson was smacking was it like your butt that you were <laughs> like, like? I think I was smacking your butt, <laughs> or was I smacking my own butt? You might have been smacking both our butts to create like <laughs> to create. I think the snare, yeah. and I was punching the air mattress the to create the kick. Yeah, and it was just like boom, <laughs> clap. <laughs> it was with an air mattress and some ass smacking. <laughs> in, in hindsight, it was a pretty good drum. Yeah, it was. We created the entire beat for like. Was it a chorus and a, a bridge? Like, what was it? I don't know. You have to just, you have to use what you got, you know? <laughs> Work with what you got. I mean, you watch, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, and they were recording their album with, like, pennies in the... Exactly. In the, yeah. We were probably inspired and... by that. That that had to be it, yeah. sure. Yeah. But that, yeah, didn't didn't work. <laughs> didn't, didn't make it. <laughs> so, Worst and... drum sample of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there. So, Beyond Anti-Ghost... Uh, so it was around that same time that the idea for running out popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I was coming back mm-hmm. from Excellency Fest, in driving Bay home from Bay yep. City after seeing seeing the band play at Excellency Fest, mm-hmm. and that idea popped in my head. And originally, it was completely different chords, and I was kind of afraid to show it to Wilson because I was like, "This is not gonna be." He, he's gonna be like, "Oh, this is this is not very good." What? <laughs> so you think I'm a jerk? No, it I was just thought it was not very good. <laughs> Did you originally write it on piano? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. Um, I wrote it on piano. That was right around the time that Living Proof came out. So I was just like, what would Derek do? And that's where the melody for running that's out so came crazy. from. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, it's just really interesting thinking about all the demos that we invested so much time in. That, that didn't make it. That just never made it. Well, you know, at first I th- I was thinking about that a lot and just thinking about how we we would spend an entire weekend or, or more just on working on writing one of these songs one that didn't song. make it. And I was kind of bummed thinking about that. And then I was like, uh, no, maybe we'll use them someday. But now kind of looking back on it, the way I look at those songs that we didn't use, even if we never use them, I still look at it as a positive because... It just gave us experience, like mm-hmm. just messing around, experimenting, yeah. trying something out. And trying styles, too. It, and it just helped us grow as songwriters. Yeah. So a question for you guys. What's your favorite song that didn't make it on the album? Oh, shit. Ooh. Uh, oh, I know mine. Yeah, I know yours, too. What do you think it's going to be? More Than Nothing. Uh-uh. Oh, wait. No. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, that's one of them, though. Oh. Um, oh, no, no, no. It's the... Um, Yes, yes. Don't say what it I'm sounds not, like. No, I'm not going to say what it sounds like. I'm was, trying to think of the It's called Stopped Being Mine. Stopped Being Mine. That was Man, really, it's a good song. I really love that one, too. I won't say what oh. it sounds like, but I think it's better than the original. I, will I think say that. so, too. It sounds... The reason we didn't end up using it 
is because there's parts of it that kind of sound like another song that already exists and is popular. But I think we could have changed some things around and, and made it our own. It already was our own, but I think we could have made the parts that sounded too much like another song. We could have made them different. What about the Brad Pitt song? We almost had a song oh about God. Brad Pitt, <laughs> and it was good. I can't tell if Crush hated Dude, that one. it was one. good. That was one that Wilson showed me and was was really expecting me to be on board with. You most worked. Of the time, most of the time, Wilson and I agree on when we think something yeah. sounds good or when we think something's lame, and then there's random times that we just really butt heads, and most of the time I end up saying I'm wrong. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt was, Pitt one, was of those one that like, I just looked at him and just would you like stared. Died on your on your sword before letting us like put that on an album. I I would have. I think so. I think I would have taken my name off uh, <laughs> off of any off the renter's agreement to... of Wilson's home. If you look at if you guys go look at the credits, uh, the writing credits on Spotify, you'll see Mike's name on them. Brad Pitt. It, no, oh, Brad Pitt's not on there. Should have been on there. The 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 part where I realized, okay, Brad Pitt song is probably not a good idea is when both seth and Derek were like um it's kind of weird no <laughs> and then i was like fine and uh, then you're like oh wait he hasn't been relevant for a decade it was just because his name rhymed well <laughs> and just it, it, I don't it's know. it's fun it's, it's like a, a stacy's mom kind of vibe <laughs> yeah, that's how exactly, i thought of it exactly and that's a good one yeah yeah so to answer your question after that trail off um i don't know stop being mine that's a really good one i there was something about four words and ghost which were that i just could have seen them hitting hard i know like they would have talking about all these songs that nobody, nobody knows I'm thinking, i was i was gonna i was gonna plug i i'm gonna try to convince you guys to put little snippets in we'll put i'll put a few little snippets in right here of uh, a couple of them we won't we won't give the titles of each one as they go and we might use some of these sometimes so i'm yeah. not gonna put a ton of them in but i'll put a couple little things little right here candy. yeah here, here we, go. we go but i remind myself even when i'm not thinking i fall deeper inside in the driveway at midnight, I replay the part where you said, Save me when I feel cold. And I promised, but I let go. I turned off the radio. I go back to that moment all the time when you stopped being mine. And I try to feel something happy. Can't forget that I've got a shaded ghost in my head Reminding me of everything that you did How can I start something new that you can find The ghost of you So you've heard some little snippets, but I want to circle back to our boy Crush here because I know something about your backstory and your history. So, <laughs> Crush, talk to me about being a musician on a cruise line. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I used to sing for Carnival Cruise Line uh, for the better part of two years. That was that was fun. Um, what's that like? Like, What's the day in the life of a cruise line musician? It sounds musician? like a dream. It kind of does. does. Oh, my God. So like, I, uh, Pour me a drink and just let me perform. And then what do I do when I'm not performing? I hang out on a cruise line, right? Is that I, what it was? Walk kinda, us through. A lot of people would ask me, oh, you just 
worked on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. Why are you so pale? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is rude. Uh, one, I'm a pasty ginger. Two, uh, <laughs> you don't realize the the crew members all live in the in the bowels of the ship. So uh, I what? basically lived in a in a sardine can. You for... weren't tanning on the pool deck all day. Nobody wanted to see that. <laughs> oh, come on. Did that ever bother you, like, constantly being on a cruise ship? Like, the motion of it and living in the bowels of the cruise ship? No, the motion wasn't a problem because, you know, as the cruise rocks, you just drink and then you counteract the the rocking <laughs> of the ship. So you're, I was walking in a straight line the whole time. <laughs> well, not actually walking in a straight line. <laughs> relative. It's all relative. It's very intuitive. Um but what's the schedule? Like, you wake up in the morning. It's a Thursday on Carnival Cruise Line in wherever the heck you are. What are you doing? Yeah, that's a good question. It depends if we're in, if we're in port, um, working in entertainment. You're out at sea, baby. <laughs> you're out at sea. You're you're bored out of your mind. Um, I actually had never watched Game of Thrones before working on the ship. Uh, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> good one. Uh, yeah. So I started, I started in 2016 and then you just, you just binge watch series. Um, everybody has an external hard drive with movies and TV shows on them. Mm-hmm. And that's basically currency on the ship. But would you ever trade and barter? Oh yeah. Yeah. You had to have all the movies, all the, all the TV shows. And if you, when you were off in port, you were just downloading the next episode of something legally, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. It doesn't sound too bad. I I don't have time to binge stuff, and I would love to. <laughs> you know, I will say, uh, working on the Bless cruise ship you. was thank you. Bless you. Thank working you. on the cruise ship was a dream. Um, just I w- I would tell anyone if you're a musician and you want to get experience, um, working on a cruise ship's a great way to go because it's kind of no pun intended sink or swim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's terrible. You, I, I swear it wasn't intended. You. Uh, you're working you're you're performing four hours a day no matter what the nice thing is that like straight wow basically yeah it would be like either five sets of 45 minutes oh man that's brutal 45 an hour hour and a half 45 things like that um wow so you just you have to you have to be able to do it or or you can't do it uh so it was it was a good experience and i feel like i learned a lot as a singer um but you'd realize, you know, I would I would come home from a six month contract, and all my friends would be progressing in their careers, mm, and would be having mm. these these wonderful life experiences, and I would just be hitting pause and unpause on uh, my life. And so that's tough. interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I I really look back and I cherish the the time that I was on the ship, but I was I was happy to come home and be on land. I remember actually, I I came home and was hanging out with with you, Wilson, and mm-hmm. told you, man, I would just love to live with you and write music. And that is exactly <laughs> and what here we, we did. are. Yeah, and that yeah. was so much better than working on the cruise ship. 100%. Yeah. Oh, really? Was it? Oh, yeah. What did you think? Like, while we were writing this album, did you think to yourself, like, um, like what? Did, what were your hopes and dreams for it? Or like, did you think that it could turn into something that anybody cares about? Did you think it was just gonna be like a cool little thing that we just do and put out and it's like whatever or what were your thoughts on it that's actually a really good question because um wilson and i met you and i met um your freshman year of college my sophomore year of college because we were in an acapella group an acapella group together at michigan state Mm -hmm. and so at that time he was in a band called last night saved my life and their namesake was their screamo tiktok 
cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Still trying to forget. Yeah. yeah, Willy Wonka 29. Go find that on MySpace. <laughs> Some people found it already. Uh, I posted that to her. After I talked about it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. And to be honest, we used to make fun of of you incessantly. Dude, yeah, it was really mean. And <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. We, we called, we called you Screamo. Yeah. That was your nickname? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was back when we were trying to be like a post-hardcore band. And then I, I blame JB. Yeah, it was JB's fault. <laughs> and then it was it was around the time of. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, JB. It's okay. He's not listening. He's never going to listen to this. <laughs> That's what we say every time. <laughs> and then he always sends Snapchats of him listening to it. <laughs> At this point, off. he's just like, he's just like, damn it, homework. Uh, yeah. And then around the time that you guys did what started it all, I think that everything kind of changed. You played a show at Max Bar. The infamous Max Bar in, in East Lansing, and we saw you, and we're like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good." And then you released what started it all, and we were like, "Wow, this is actually pretty good." And then the acapella group ended up doing a song from the album, from the EP, oh, yeah. "Live and Young." Yep. Uh, and then you guys, you know, you you just kept making better songs, and you did that EP, Outgrown, and I actually went with you for a day to the studio there. Oh yeah. And I remember you sending me those like rough edits and being like, "Wow." Like, I kind of forgot a... that you even that you went to that for yeah. a day. Yeah. Uh, recorded some keyboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was when I really realized, like, this is a legitimately good band. Aw. And so, uh, Thanks, you know, buddy. when... You're welcome. When we were in the whole process of writing Cherry, I genuinely thought, like, this is going to be something great. And even on those moments that the demos just were terrible because we were <laughs> recording a guitar out of tune and just calling it good. Oh, yeah. Strapping a weird distortion on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew that didn't matter in the time. Like, yeah. I knew that we were only demoing those because we just needed to get the idea down, you know, yeah. and that it would be way different in the studio. But that that whole process, um, just humble brag for Wilson. I think Wilson's the best songwriter I've ever known. Oh, stop it. I mean, I've I haven't stop met better it. songwriters, but I've oh. met Wilson, so I guess I guess yeah. yeah. <laughs> By default. No, but he's a genuinely good songwriter and so Thanks, man. um working with him on songs and you know, working with Riley of course cuz he can just come up with random things on the guitar that just sounds so good. <laughs> and he has sometimes he has no idea why. Through a lot of terrible takes too. He, he also has like the largest hands that I've ever seen in my life <laughs> and he can do some crazy spreads on the guitar. Yeah, we can play some weird chords. Yeah. Which is fun and then sometimes you guys just tell me, "No, no, we're not going to do that." You you're stretching like nine frets for no reason. <laughs> so there was really never a point in the songwriting process that I thought like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't going to be good." I mean, one, we knew that Seth was a great producer. Yeah. Two, uh we knew that the songs were going to be good. There were a few that I didn't like. Yeah. And there was one that's on the album that I was pretty adamant that I didn't think should be on the album now it's one of my favorites on the Wait, album what one i didn't know about i this. didn't know this Day, daydream oh yeah i really the, i i never thought that it was that it was on the same level as the others and now i absolutely love it i i was completely wrong so yeah i i mean i knew that it was going to be great I, I think that um i don't know you guys still seem kind of shocked every so often when like you get a lot of plays or you get on a spotify playlist or you know you have people listening like People agree it's it's genuinely good. Well, I mean, it is uh, it is surprising. I mean, I I know we worked really hard and that um, you know we we definitely put in the effort, but 
um, we just to go from like we literally the only people who cared about our music were li- literally just our friends. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's, I mean, we're still a small band, but if you think about going from just your friends to there's literally people in countries like all over the world. And then, like, people across the United States. Yeah. Granted, it's a small amount of people, but Don't you have, like, a, a, a pretty than... large Filipino presence? Uh, according to Spotify. And pe- people, have, <laughs> like, you know, tweet, tweeted at us and stuff from everywhere. I photo there. From one of the things we did or drawing, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, everywhere. I mean, Ireland, Australia, some stuff in, like, China. Was it China? Did we, we ever talk about the drawings on here? Um, just I don't so think people so. are wondering what the heck. Yeah, we, yeah, we shipped out some <laughs> we unsolicited drawings <laughs> all no, over the world. No, we tweeted saying, "Hey, if you want us to do some handwritten lyrics and a drawing for you, then just retweet this tweet and DM us your address." And we had like I don't even know 150 to yeah 200 somewhere in in it's there right around there. Uh, and we just we drew them all and shipped them everywhere. So. I, I came home for <laughs> probably three weeks from every day I would come home from work and you would be sitting on the couch drawing yeah. cartoon drawings. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I got way better at drawing during I know. that. Seriously. It's funny to look at like the first one and then the last one. So apologies to those if you're listening who may have received one of the first ones that isn't like <laughs> personally my best work. I still... <laughs> I still cared about it and tried my best. One, I just got better as I went along. Didn't you draw like a mural of a ship on one of them? I think so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you did. You drew a really good one with the ship. Uh, but seriously, we spent a long... I At least I spent a long time on those. Yeah. And really tried my best. I made a, a lot of them on an airplane, and then I made a bunch of them when I was in Montana. I was in my hotel room. And um, there's really nothing not else to Montana. do in Montana. I wasn't in Montana. It was in Utah. Utah. It was Utah. Yeah, <laughs> two different, very different. Yeah, different. I was in a hotel room in Utah. And you had zero I, listeners in Montana and Utah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. I, I think we do have some in Utah. Well, you used to. Um, also, I always wanted to go to Montana Crush. So, I've been to Montana. Have you? Yeah. I have also been to Montana. Well, what the heck, guys? Really? I have. Why were it you seems in like it's sweet. I did a road trip to Seattle a few years back. Oh, we stopped okay. in a few places. We stopped in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We stopped okay. in Billings, Montana. We went to... Um, you didn't see, like it? Well, we went to see Mount Rushmore, and the one route to Mount Rushmore was completely snowed over in the middle of May. So Ooh. we... Like a foot of snow, so we couldn't get okay, to it. Okay, so that's... I mean, that's just so a, a bad situation. Yeah, right? but instead Montana we went to, still we went to Billings, to Montana, and uh, there's a lot of really small casinos. <laughs> Hmm. Along the road, I was just, you'd love it. I would. Love it. <laughs> well, a lot of really small casinos don't have um, table games. They only have slots, and I yeah. only play table games. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's it's bringing it back. It's it's interesting to see going from just our friends to even just like a few people outside of you know our friends and people yeah. who are you guys are all our friends now. But um, I I agree. Yeah, and being someone that's been coming to your shows for a while just like as a, as a friend um coming to shows and seeing like a lot of people that are there just to see you guys that like legitimate fans at your shows that it's kinda, are, they're traveling kind of weird they're yeah, they're yeah, coming yeah. Oh, from yeah. other states to, mm-hmm. to oh, see yeah. you guys play and like and they yeah. know the words yeah that was that was a really cool moment 
the first time seeing you guys do Undone live and everyone just screaming it along with you and oh, on the ropes. I, I could have cried. I could have cried. I think you did. Yeah, I you did. Have. You I did. I saw I it. I still almost cry every time when we play Undone and everybody mm-hmm. screams Undone. Oh my gosh, I just want to bust it open. <laughs> <laughs> you all think it's sweat pouring down his face. It's tears. It looks like I'm talking really loud. No, I, I've got you turned down, so you're good. Okay. You're fine. I'm just not trying to scream in people's ears. I want to be a soothing voice. I'm trying to not drink this drink too much in the microphone, because there's give, a lot of people who have misophonia. Give them the ASMR, Wait, I think. Yeah. Mi- no. Miso what? Misophonia. misophonia. So, like, misophonia is if you don't like hearing those sounds. I feel like you guys have talked about this before. You it's both fun. recited the word at the same time. No. It's the fear of mouth noises. Exactly. And I have that myself. If I'm listening but to a podcast make, and somebody's eating, I'll turn it right off. You make a weird mouth noise. That's yeah, but I can't control that. Do it. It's it's they something I do. I, do this. I can't control it. Do it. Well, yes. I can do it on command, but I can. I, there's sometimes that I do it where I don't know that I'm doing it. I can't stop. All right, folks, get ready for this. Okay, I do this Here while I'm sleeping. Here comes the gulp. This is the noise. Wilson mouth noise. All right, it's pretty embarrassing. Quiet on the Here, set. Here it is. <laughs> it's so bad and i've done it my whole life you do I remember, you sleep it's like my throat itches and i make that noise i had known you for like six years before i heard it for the first are time are you kidding me yeah and Dude, i heard I you doing it and i was like while. what the hell are you doing i used to have to tell friends that when i was like going to sleepovers i would be so self-conscious of it and i would tell people like i'm gonna make this noise in my sleep and like in the morning and i can't stop and just know I'm okay. I'm not like dying. It just is itching my throat. And people are like, "What is wrong with you?" But it's, I've been told that it sounds like a frog, or um, like another kind of animal. But um, if anybody out there also makes this noise, because I can't be the only one, <laughs> please let us know. Because I I want to feel not so alone. I don't want to distract, and you can shut me down on this. But you mentioned a sleepover. And it just made me think of the most random thing. So, and this could be Eric's story. So if I'm remembering wrong, shut me down and move on. And we'll save it for an Eric podcast. But didn't you guys, when you were in high school, used to like go on a like exchange trip thing where you'd like go to people's... Oh stay yeah! Stay at people's houses, and didn't you like stay at a really weird one? Yes, like when creepy. I'm, oh my gosh! I, I, yes. Can we tell that story? Yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. Oh, it's, it's it was the weirdest thing of my life. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it away. So in my high school, we went on like this band and choir tour, and we would um, just load up on the bus. Everybody who was in band and choir, and we would drive around to different states. Like we would go on like a, a, route, a mapped out route to like four different stops what was the purpose it was like we were singing churches oh okay and um we would then stay with members of the church that we sang at that night did they vet them at all no it's it's honestly it's the most mind-blowing thing that i've ever imagined we're literally children we're we're riding on the school bus to freaking wisconsin and minnesota and indiana like we just go all over for like a whole week singing a church and then like three four kids would go home with people from the church who whoever signed up whoever just, just like, said oh yeah we'll take some kids and that's that terrifying isn't that terrifying i did that for four years every year in high school 
and just <laughs> went to pe- random people's houses. Crush, did you know this? Have you heard this story? No. And oh, then stay the night. Great. And and the one time. Oh lordy. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I went always was partnered up with my buddy John Weiss, one of my best friends, and um, he's never gonna listen to this, but uh, he was a chronic sleep talker, sleep walker. It was all. It was, <laughs> just makes the whole thing worse. It's way worse. I woke up one time in the middle of the night to him crawling around on the ground in oh, his sleep, like a literally crawling around. Like a demon. Is this like, the same is, story? Is this what happened? Th- to- no, no. This is sorry. I'm I'm going. So this is a completely different moment with Johnny Weiss. Yes, this is a different moment. Johnny just. Cr- I, I we were crawling. on bunk beds. I was in the top bunk and he was in the bottom bunk, and he's. I'm waking up in the top bunk and he's crawling around on the ground in his sleep and talking and saying a bunch of weird stuff. Do you remember <laughs> what it was? He, he said, he was like, how do I get to the weird stuff? And and he like smashed his leg into something in his sleep. And then he woke up, he woke him up and he just like went to the bathroom and then went back to bed. Yeah. And in the morning he was like, he took a shower and he was like, why is my leg bruised? He was like, my leg just burned when I got in the shower. And I was like, yeah, dude, because you were freaking crawling around in your sleep. <laughs> you running exercised last night. It makes yeah. me think of the movie Split. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it was terrifying like that. But oh. do you think that Johnny tells other people's stories? He's like, yeah, I used to always hang out with my buddy Wilson. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and be doing this weird throat noise. <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> no, no, because that is way less weird than crawling around and talking and saying weird stuff. But quite literally, yeah. But so, but okay. Anyways, the, the creepy story. The creepy know. story. So yeah. we're on this band and choir tour, and there was like six or eight of us that went to stay with this couple from the church who um, lived like way out in the woods. Do you remember what state was this? I think it was Indiana. Oh yeah. So yeah. it was probably Utah. No, it was not. <laughs> we did not go that far. <laughs> but but we went way out into the woods and. Um, none of us had um, cell reception because this is back a while ago so cell reception wasn't as good then this and, is a horror film and we're in the middle of nowhere so we our cell phones don't work um, oh my god this is this is crazy just telling the story and thinking about it can I add some like really ominous music right here yeah no. <laughs> and we're on the way and we're like this, it's like this old dude driving us in this van and we're talking to him and we're just like trying to like make small talk and just be cordial and he's like not responding he's just like stone faced driving I think it was ended up being that he had like some hearing problem but um but we didn't know and we're kids (laughs) and we're kids so we don't we don't understand that um like we're not thinking about that or or Um, he just was ignoring you he could have just been ignoring us he was just very focused on yeah the end game yeah so we go to these people's house they basically just say go in the basement you guys are staying down there What's this house look like? You know, like it's like a it's like a um, house that you would find out in the woods. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's like an older house, but it's pretty nice. Um, the basement is like a walkout basement because it's oh. kind of on a hill. Oh so yeah, so you can walk out like right on the ground. Was there a lake outside? No, oh, we we're just God. just woods. Yeah, just, just woods. woods. Just but like dark, tucked back, long driveway. Yeah. Yes. Yes, nobody around other than us. These nobody within screaming distance. Nobody huh? within yeah. screaming distance. We have no cell service, and we're in their basement, and we're freaked out, and we're like, we can't go to sleep. They're gonna come down in the middle of the night, and like, we have all these crazy thoughts. We find guns in their closet, not locked up. We literally found guns in their closet, 
and we're finding like all these like backpacks and like kids homework and stuff oh. and we're like oh my god these people just like steal kids <laughs> and and it was probably like their grandkids but we're in our minds you know we're oh. like these people abduct children and there's like six freezers yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but anyways me and john just like we, we screwed with everybody else by we made like this list and we titled the list the undeserved and we wrote like all these <laughs> names and we crossed them off oh my god and then no. we wrote all of our names on it like everybody that was there uh, and we left them off uncrossed off and then we hid that list we planted it for other people to find because we were like digging through everything in the basement and we planted this list in this drawer and one of the other guys found it oh. and like freaked out <laughs> and, and literally bought it and he was like we gotta run we just gotta go out we gotta leave this basement take the guns and just go <laughs> and he, we were about to he was about to do it and we were like no dude, dude no we made this list the undeserved is the such undeserved. a good thing to title a list <laughs> like that oh, is man. straight out of a horror film. straight out of a horror movie but but still like even though and, and we ended up being fine we we slept we they took us back to the church in the morning we got back on the bus it was good but something like could happen to, to kids out there on that it's not safe and it should not happen yeah i can't wait for eric's podcast um because do you he, remember his story yeah because he went eric was went to high school with me and he went on this too on this too so we'll let him tell his story uh-huh it's it's another good he has one. another crazy one like that <laughs> Because, I mean, obviously, all the kids that go on this are going to be terrified <laughs> at some point, right? I also had really cool houses. I stayed in, like, a mansion with an indoor pool and stuff. Oh, so. yeah, I remember you wow. telling Yeah. So, like, yeah. creepy, mixed with awesome. Yeah. Mixed with also just all-around sketchy. Yeah. But anyways, I'm sorry. I digress. I, yeah. I just had I'm to... sorry for telling, like, a 10-minute story. I think it's interesting. <laughs> Back to Mike. Mm -hmm. Um. So... Um, okay, so we talked about the writing process. Now, tell us a little bit about what you thought about the time in the studio. That So I spent a week or like eight days in the studio, and that was the most exhausting week <laughs> of my life. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been more tired than driving back to Michigan from Illinois. What was tiring in, about Merrill, it? Indiana. Yeah. On the edge there. Yeah. yeah, Utah, wherever we were. <laughs> um, so they're just, I don't think a lot of people understand that recording a full length album in four weeks is a lot. Yeah, it's four weeks sounds like a lot of time. Most but... bands go at least six, right? Oh, like oh even more, eight. Yeah, if you're going to do an album, big would be would be probably what you would target as standard. And that's like small bands. Yeah. Like a larger band is going to spend a long time in a studio. Oh, months, yeah. yeah. And so that was another reason why the demos were so important because you guys just knew that you had to be prepared. Absolutely. And, um, you know, coming in and kind of just like knowing that I was going to be adding all the synth and the ancillary pieces, I was not as prepared as I should have been. And so like I get oh, there. No, I mean, I get there and Seth and Derek are like, hey, we want a full chamber orchestra section in running out. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> okay never recorded strings like this before um so that was a lot of time i actually had a big midi keyboard set up in the room next to the recording room in like the little like lobby yeah. lounge area and 
So we had the computer set up, and so I was just plugging away the whole week. We would be in the studio for, what, eight hours, nine hours a day? Yeah, about that, yeah. And I would just be sitting there with my headphones in, just dinking away, trying to find the right sounds, trying to make it sound good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, every, every like, ten minutes or so, JB would pop out, be like, hey, what do you got? <laughs> I'd listen to it and be like, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> uh no he he was a he was a big factor in in a lot of the synth stuff because uh i'd be like hey what do you think of this sound right here and he'd just be like i don't like it <laughs> hey you gotta be honest no it, it actually helped a ton he but was we, very helpful and encouraging up using like 90 percent of the stuff that you'd made mm-hmm. yeah I mean, we use almost all of it and um uh, not to just dog on jb because he actually was very very helpful um uh, i was working on the piano opening for undone and i had spent a long time like adjusting the notes so that it sounded as perfect as possible yeah because why not we can and ryan comes out i've been working on it for a couple hours and ryan comes out and he's like oh you got the piano part let me hear it and so i played i played it for him and he just goes that didn't sound real at all it just walks away <laughs> i was just like delete start over oh, oh uh, man so that was ryan's contribution to my life That's <laughs> thanks ryan ryan's also an amazing guy um great hair yeah, Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah, you sound better than I do. Trying to hum that. Yeah. Uh, so I thought the time in the studio was was awesome. I could, you Wilson were just like more focused than I've ever seen. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like, I was in. I was like in my element. That was like the, the that time was the best four weeks of my life. Like I, but it was also like you said, very tiring, very stressful. hard. Yeah. I mean, stressful, yes, mm-hmm. at times, but also yeah. just, like, so fun and rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think that it's something that you look back on and genuinely cherish. And in the moment, there were so many times that I was like, I, my brain is fried. I can't be creative anymore and trying to write these little, these little parts. And I'd be like, yeah. you don't have time. Just sit yeah. down and work on it. And yeah. thank God, you know, all of us really, uh, well, me for a week and you guys for a month, really, yeah. like, dug deep and worked on it because i think it shows thank god that we had um like nice hotels to go back to uh, after the first week (laughs) after if if we had just stayed at america's best the whole time oh oh my god we would i don't think we would have made old rattler old rattler Rattler. i was glad to meet him but glad to leave him too (laughs) he left his mark on the album if you want to know what old rattler means i think you got to go back to like what podcast one oh we talk about a podcast one yeah Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's the sound of the startup would you go back is the the heater in our motel mm-hmm. yeah we we stayed I, I stayed with you guys for that week in that yeah. amazing hotel um yeah. shout out to to ryan's parents for that one Let that us was clutch points yeah. yeah uh it had the best continental breakfast of all time i think you guys mentioned that too it really it, did it, oh my god i want to eat that every day you could just, just like, like there's like 16 options to heat up in the morning yeah, and like this like pre-made we would just take them for lunch yeah. <laughs> we would oh. just steal steal the breakfast and take it for lunch i would slay one of those right now yeah um, i don't even care that it's like midnight mm. I think a really cool moment was um, sitting there with you, Wilson, and we were talking about Talk Me Down because you guys had recorded, you know, laid down all the tracks for Talk Me Down, and there was just this empty bridge that nothing had been recorded. And you're yes. like, we didn't know what we were going to do. And um, just kind of going back to the acapella roots, um, mm-hmm. I think it was you actually that was like, 
what if we just put in an acapella part? Yeah, I don't know why, but I knew that I, that I wanted an acapella thing somewhere on mm-hmm. the album. Yeah, and it just yeah. so happens to be in the least likely song to have an acapella part. Exactly. Like. Yeah, that's sometimes that's the best option. It's the one that you'd expect the least because then it's going to be like the surprise element is going to happen. And otherwise, you know, if it's just like in a spot where you, where it would be normal, then it's it's not going to hit people in the face and make them be like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I wanted it to be. And I had actually sat down for a few hours um, using a notation oh, yeah. software finale, and I was trying to write out an acapella part and like arrange it, um, and it just it sounded so bad. And like I just I, I was like, this isn't right, this isn't right, this isn't right. And it was maybe an hour before uh, the time that we had to record it mm-hmm. that I just started messing with what ended up being on the album, and it's just like twenty two voices of me just <laughs> singing random stuff. Yeah, that over was top so. Of each other. And it just happened incredible to watch. We were all just looking at each other like, like what, what is going on? on? He's like, okay, I need uh, another take. Another take. Um, wait, just a couple more. Uh, here we go. <laughs> but you guys seriously all need to go on into Talk Me Down and go to that acapella section and just listen and think about all those voices that you hear going on at once in that section. Just think about those all being Mike, just like making them up <laughs> and then all at once. Picture his face. That you've never seen. We could probably throw it in. Yeah, we it's could. Like seven throw it seconds in. long. Oh yeah, I'll put that acapella section mm, in right here. Here it is. Here we go. <laughs> I want you to light it back. Fill up my head. If I wanted on a stage, I would have stayed in bed. Yeah, so that is just epic. <laughs> it was fun. It was, yeah. and it happened just kind of organically and it happened because of what came from the demos yeah really proved why they were so important again mm-hmm. yeah we would have never been able to do it without having the songs all written and demoed if we had just gone no. there and been like it'll just happen we'll write stuff in the studio and we'll figure it out there'd no. be songs oh my god on the album that we would just probably not like yes yes yeah. if you want to make an album that has no songs that you don't like that was weird double negatives if you want to make an album where you like every song on it there it is um there you go um you have to do some work ahead either get really lucky by writing in the studio or do all your work ahead of time and write a bunch of songs and have options or book a ton of time (laughs) i guess yeah when when we mentioned demos what we're talking about is like taking garage band oh yeah you can do it on an ipad you can do it on a laptop just recording midi instruments all the drums on our uh demos were you just playing a keyboard yeah yeah um, which is midi the man hilarious to watch for certain drum parts where he's just like crazily tapping finger at tapping. his keyboard yeah <laughs> but they sound pretty real yeah and um you know there there are songs that you guys have recorded like hollow uh if you guys have listened to outgrown ep hollow started as just a really poor demo on a, it was just an acoustic guitar and wilson singing basically yeah it was and, terrible i sounded awful and that turned into probably the best <laughs> song really on that EP. Yeah. <laughs> but then <laughs> just a piss poor yeah, performance thanks, man. i never knew you thought that was so shitty <laughs> there's a reason that you weren't planning on doing it just uh, this heaping pile of trash <laughs> all right i'm done and you were so saying. so i guess as far as demos go like you don't have to have every song be perfectly polished and it's great that you guys ended up showing Seth Hollow because it turned into something so amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's also what happened in our demo process was Wilson would come up with this amazing idea and he's so good at just finishing an idea. You know, hmm. you you start writing a song and you're like, even if I'm not going to keep this, I'm going to 
record it or I'm going to I'm going to write it and I'm going to do a voice memo yeah, and I'm going to move on. If you don't finish it then you never know what it could have ended up being. Yeah, and so a lot of the demos he would he would write the vast majority of it and then, you know, I would come in, JB would come in, Riley would come in and really be like, "Well, what if we tweak this? What if we change this section?" And that that's how we got these demos going. We would just sit here, we would use Logic, but it's the same thing as GarageBand with more bells and whistles. Yeah. And record out these demos that we thought were really cool and in, in the moment yeah and they i mean if you listen back to them now they're like we're gonna put some of them in here or we already have put some of them in here and <laughs> they sound like little tiny balls can we, <laughs> can, can we put the brad pitt one in? no we're not putting the just brad pitt one little snippet right here of it. right here you guys are gonna hear brad pitt right no. here oh, not putting it in i didn't even ever record vocals on that really yeah i didn't you could sing along to it. No, <laughs> no thanks. It was it was really fun collaborating with you guys, especially like uh, what you originally sent me as the first demo of Nightmares in a Suitcase. Yeah, was very different, and I was like, listen, oh, yeah. the verse was a lot of the same, and I was like, yeah, this is really good. And we got to the chorus, and I was like, that didn't hit. <laughs> and I remember, I always feel so bad when I have to Trash. tell Wilson that I don't like something because you have to tell me. I want you to tell me. <laughs> Obviously, I'm gonna write some really bad stuff sometimes, and I need to be told that this sucks. And here's Brad Pitt right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was cool working together because um, I think that you have a lot of re- re- writing strengths that I don't, and I could bring some random stuff to the table. Dude, you have a lot of writing strengths that I don't have. Um, like, especially when it comes to music theory, knowing different chords that we could go to. Um, sometimes I'm just caught doing the same thing over and over and you're like, eh, what if you went to this, this chord instead? And I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds way different and better. So every so often I have a good idea. Oh my God. All the time. So, yeah, I would say like my time in the studio, uh, there was a lot of it spent on little tiny pieces. You know, there were hours and hours spent on that talk me down mm-hmm. section. There were days of time spent on just recording the strings on running out. And of course, like having written the lyrics to that song and then, you know, you and I writing the the chords and the, the melodies and everything mm-hmm. of that song, like it meant a lot to me. So I wanted it to be perfect. Yeah. And I am very proud of how those turned out. Oh they, man, they sounded so good. I, sometimes I wish you could hear them even more in the mix. But um, like there's definitely sections where they they pop out and you're just like make the song way more emotional and w- without those, um, it wouldn't have sounded nearly as like full. So yeah, and we can play Brad Pitt right here. No, <laughs> I hate you. I, I I'm sorry that that's my bad for for bringing that up. Yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> I don't All like right, you. so here comes Brad Pitt, everyone. We actually uh, did write like an anti-Brad Pitt, which was Angelina Jolie. Yeah. But... That one made the album, but we won't tell you which song that is. Mm, you're just going to have to guess. <laughs> Natural. Uh, no, the, the craziest moment in the studio, though, I think was there was a Friday night that you guys were playing a show in Grand Rapids. The pyramid yes, we scheme. Did. We did. And Grand Rapids is what, four hours away from where we were? It was three to four. It's a couple it? minutes away. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was three to four, but there was also a time difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, we were in the studio actually working with Dave Knox. And yep. so the rest of the band left to go set up for the show and you and I, Wilson, were sitting there, like kind of working with Dave on a Dave lot of. Dave is the guitar player in one of the guitar players in Real Friends. Yeah, amazing guy, amazing guitar player. Yeah. And so 
we just kind of wanted to like pick his brain as much as possible. I say we as if I'm in your band, and uh, kind of are. <laughs> and so we stayed back, and we were supposed to leave at like five o'clock central time to be able to make it in time for the show. We left at like five forty-five. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So <laughs> on the way, uh, you ran out of gas, so we had to stop and get gas really oh, quickly. Yeah, that was terrifying. And so we finally get to Grand Rapids, and turns out that Josh Groban's in town. So we can't find parking anywhere because it, it turns Josh out, Groban. yeah, we were at the pyramid scheme and uh, Josh Groban was at Van Andel, oh, yeah. which was just down the road. I think he was opening for us. Right? Yeah, Josh <laughs> Groban opened for last to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> you always want to find an opener that appeals to like a broader fan base to bring yeah. in more. Yeah, that's, that, that's Josh Groban. So we had to park like at least a half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile away. Yeah. And it was dead of winter, negative it's degrees outside. Cold. And... We're just running down the street. Which made me need my inhaler tremendously. Which you didn't have. Did I not? Oh, yeah. You left it oh. at the at the hotel. Oh, my gosh. Right before a show. Yeah. yeah. So we're oh. running. I'm just, like, carrying as much stuff. I had, I had a guitar and, like, a bag. My mm-hmm. contacts mm-hmm. were in that bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying oh, yeah. to run quickly because it was, like, 30 minutes until you were supposed to be on stage. And this was a sold-out show, so it was, like... This was a big show for us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're trying not to run too fast because you don't want to have an asthma attack. Yeah. (laughs) And we get to the venue 15 minutes before you go on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So you somehow just rip it and go up on stage, kill it. The show goes great. We we drive all the way back to the studio. Yeah. Well, of course, we had to be cordial and nice. And there were friends that came hours away to come see the show. So we had to go hang out with them and oh we went out after we did oh my god and we watched our friends have fun <laughs> yeah but we, we just... had to be at the studio again at 9 a.m yeah central so, time so but... we just had to like chill while everybody else went out and partied and <laughs> and then drive so after back. after for you three weeks of just exhaustion i was there for this was after seven days of me being there and i was deadbeat tired we drive back to the hotel get there at 4 a.m and wake up and go to the studio at nine. <laughs> oh my gosh. It sounds even crazier just like retelling it. <laughs> Makes me tired just thinking know, about it. I know. Damn. Thank God for McDonald's. Yes. You know what? <laughs> but I do have a qualm with McDonald's right now. Uh-oh. And um, not to go on another tangent because we've had quite a few, but I, I kind of like the tangents. I do too. They're fun to um, listen to. Um, but McDonald's right now is kind of peeving me off. Um, because, That's some harsh language. Yeah, they're peeving me off because I always get... So I'm a vegetarian, um, which I don't think I've talked about on here. No. So I'm a vegetarian. You've also never talked about your vegetable allergy. I'm, so. Uh, Yeah. So I'm allergic to f- fresh fruits and vegetables. If you don't believe me, go look up on Wikipedia or any, actually just Google search because I know some people don't believe Wikipedia. Oral allergy syndrome. Make sure you type that whole thing in. Um, oral allergy <laughs> syndrome and um, you will find a lot of info on people who are allergic to fresh fruits and vegetables I am one of those people I was also a vegetarian but I can cook vegetables and I can have fruit like cooked in a pie or whatever anyways <laughs> you eat uh, a lot of pie <laughs> so, so I'm a vegetarian so back to McDonald's so I'm peeved off at McDonald's Just because peeved. the only thing that McDonald's offers on their menu that I can really eat other than french fries mm-hmm. It's like, well, they got like a parfait or whatever. Um, I think there's fresh fruit in there. There is. There is. But yeah. they have the, you know, egg McMuffin. 
that I just get with no meat on it. Mm -hmm. So I say, I want an Egg McMuffin with no meat, but I like the folded egg, not like their normal egg. And they're not doing it, are they? They're not doing folded eggs after 10.30 a.m. anymore. Why? After 10.30 a.m., you can only get like the regular, normal, gross egg. Egregious. Egregious egg. So I <laughs> an egregious egg. So so screw McDonald's. Big big shout out to Burger King for the Impossible Whopper. Major shout out to Burger King. Today's and, episode is... and to White Castle, which actually ironically is the reason why I became a vegetarian in the first place. Because when we were recording <laughs> Outgrown, we went to White Castle. Dude, that destroyed me, and it was disgusting. And that was right before I became worst. a vegetarian a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember that. We all got, like, little burgers and just, no. Dude, the meat looked so disgusting. And, like, a week later, I was a vegetarian. But now I love White Castle because they have the Impossible Sliders, which are so good. Still don't trust it. They're, they're <laughs> dank bird. We had them together one time. Yeah. During the, during while we recorded. Probably Tri- crushed me again, dude. No, <laughs> you loved it. It was when we stayed at La Quinta. Remember, it was just me and you. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a special time. It was a special night. <laughs> I just <laughs> imagine the two of you laying in the in the single queen bed together, just <laughs> with a pile exactly of what we did of White of Castle White boxes Castle. with yeah. White Castle basketball. possible yeah. burgers. Yeah. All right. Well, Crush Michael, I adore you. You uh, are a beautiful mm-hmm. man. You are a great friend. You are a wonderful musician. You are we're a big help. Legend and continue to be a big help for last night save my life. So how you feel? I'm feeling great. Feel and pretty good too. I just wanna also express my sincere appreciation and love for my good buddy Crush. Oh thanks, man. Who I'm looking at right now. He's so cute. Great isn't he? Detroit He's Pistons so hat on. Go stones. Go stones. It's time for bed, guys. Yes, it's like it bedtime. Is. Yeah, for Gian. But we we love you all. See you guys. Love you. Bye. We are supported by America's best motels. Come stay with us. We have red, dirty carpets. We have some disgusting sheets, <laughs> and we have maggots. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. We also have a nice Rattler, and we promise you that thing will keep you up all night long. Smoke inside, outside, in the lobby, just outside the lobby, in the mate's room, literally anywhere you want to light it up. Smoke a lot and get into a fight in the parking lot with our truckers. Pikers. And last night saved my life. Bikers. <laughs> America's best. <laughs> With the rock and roller coast. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Oh, right on. Not long. <laughs>